0: You're listening to Fit Pro Sessions with Parallel Coaching, episode number 22. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman, and in today's podcast, I'm talking with Hayley all about how to avoid overwhelm and self-doubt when planning workouts for your personal trainer clients. So stay tuned.
1: Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence.
0: We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work, and that with the right structure, support, and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So,
1: how do you learn, qualify, and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the fit pro sessions podcast with parallel coaching.
0: So, episode number 22, it is the first one of 2020. Good morning, how are we doing? Happy New Year! It's a little bit late for Happy New Year, it's the ninth of January when still this goes live. still got to be said
1: though isn't it? it? sure has got to be said You'll
0: notice <laughs> we don't have a green screen up today and the lighting's down as well but that's all okay you can still see and hear us all okay. So what are we talking about today Hayley?
1: So we're talking about planning so we get a lot of questions from our learners especially when we put in our inner circle asking for questions and what people want to ask us and it's usually around planning um, and how much, how overwhelming planning is, and how it can breed a certain amount of self doubt for people that are already qualified as personal trainers and fit pros.
0: So, ultimately, what we're talking about is planning and how to drop overwhelm and self doubt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And a lot of those questions come in saying, Oh, do, like, do I need loads of software? Do I need to have all this all singing, all dancing? What if I've got lots which of Which you could.
0: You could. But that might lead to more overwhelm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Learning a new bit of software, a new bit of kit.
1: Absolutely.
0: Unnecessarily, maybe. It's up to you. You never know. I've been a PT for over a decade, and I can genuinely say I only use one app, really, with clients, which is MyFitnessPal. Yeah, there we Keep go. it
1: really simple. Um, so the problem that we see most with fit pros is, is that they don't necessarily value the time it takes to do the planning. Ooh. So I'm going to drop that right in there nice and early. So, um, and that could be a result of something that happened from their PT course. It yep. could be something that they've experienced themselves.
0: I think historically as well, the PT industry has very much been, or certainly I've seen it, it's been pay per session, pay per go. Yeah. And so the client pays you, let's say, £30 for the session in the gym or at their home. And that covers everything, that covers the travel, the planning, the setup, the session, the debrief, the unpacking, the drive home, where I'm going to say PT has become a lot more sophisticated in the last, Ooh, I've yeah. seen it, you know, as a PT, still active, I still PT uh, clients myself, and it's become a lot more sophisticated in the last couple of years. And with that comes a lot more value, or uh, stacked value, which means I or you should be valuing all of your time. Yes. So rather than see it as a pay per session, say £30 per hour.
1: It's not just those training sessions that count. That no, what yeah, mean? completely. It's all areas of how you manage your clients, lifestyle and mindset and everything And, and also,
0: let's keep it on track, just planning. If we don't value yeah. planning from a monetary perspective, I'm not going to do a great deal of planning for my client.
1: Massive problem. And that also causes a certain amount of overwhelm. Um, and I've heard many clients before say, like, I find it really confusing. They've got bits of paper everywhere. They're trying to like, think about what their client should be doing in like 12 weeks time. And they just don't really know where to start. And then they start thinking about the exercises first. They get massive overwhelmed. They're like, oh, I don't know how to make it good. And they get stuck in this thing of, actually probably it's better that I just don't bother planning and I'll just turn up and and wing it. So they get. Do you know, what, I'm gonna. I'm gonna jump
0: one. in. I just remembered something here, and Yes. It, this irritates the heebie-jeebies out of me.
1: Heebie-jeebies. He- that's a very politically nice <laughs> word to use. Now. I'm
0: not gonna swear. Maybe that's my 2020. Maybe. Later. maybe, later. maybe <laughs> that's my 2020. Um, New Year's resolution is not to heebie-jeebies. swear. Heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Do one. <laughs> oh, you don't don't antagonise me, Haley. So, what I saw the other day was. I'm going to say the body coach was doing a hit session on Facebook live. He had near on like 8,000 people tune in and he said categorically at the beginning, "Bear in mind he's a role model, bearing in mind a lot of fit pros look up to him, bearing in mind he's made in excess of 10 million quid in the last couple of years. And so he provides Um, evidence that it's possible to make it big time in fitness and he categorically said live I haven't planned this session guys I'm just gonna make it up as I go what the I'll let you fill in the blank
1: (laughs) (laughs) it it doesn't promote planning it
0: doesn't promote planning that's my point so if I'm a new fit pro and I'm I'm inspired and looking up to um, some industry Great because he has been great fire industry, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. But at the same point, he's set this precedent, but at times you don't need to plan when in actual fact you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah.
1: it's it's a massive problem, not just in that area, but also like if people feel like they are stuck, feel like they're overwhelmed, and planning takes a back seat, it doesn't get valued, and as a result it ends up not getting done. And and as as a result, that affects the client's goals. But the real opportunity that we've got here is that rather than having this problem, is that if we do it right, and we do planning in a real simple and structured way, and we're gonna share some principles with you here today, is that you can plan with simplicity, you can plan with structure, and you can not see it as a chore, and you can actually get really great results with your clients. So planning is a real clear opportunity.
0: Cheesy, I'm going to say it. Fail to plan, plan to fail. Woo! It doesn't matter what area of life we look at. If we don't have a plan, then I can't work towards something. Yes, nice. Simple. I love that. It's really that simple.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, we want to share five main principles with you and also a serious amount of action as well.
0: And we've we've made our notes. Whoa. So, um, the, clipboard the clipboard oh, actually <laughs> has he done that? Got incredibly strong uh, through a very strong periodised plan that I'm following. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> so, where do we go first, Haley? Because you've, okay. you've planned this. You planned the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling organized. You're feeling organised. You're feeling Um, which is what planning is how do you expect to go into a session without a plan of course you're not going to feel organized of course you're going to feel like what am i I doing overwhelmed and (laughs) self-doubt
1: absolutely so we even plan this um so yes the first one is about volume now volume has two different sides to it really um the key thing about volume is that it's going to get easier the more you do
0: So I tell so many people, you know, loads and loads of our our learners, uh, uh, you know, on the PT course, they tell me, you make planning sound so easy. I do find planning easy because every time I talk about planning, I lay down a new kind of um, uh, what's the word muscle fiber in my brain repetition repetition of that's what planning is. That's how it works. And every time I say I say it in a slightly different way. So every time I teach it, planning for me becomes so, so familiar because it's repetition, repetition is a mother of all skill. And so, you know, across the last decade for me personally, I've done countless numbers of plans, thousands of plans and taught it hundreds of times. So planning does appear easy.
1: Absolutely, so that's one part of volume.
0: So volume for the new PT here, the new fit pro, whether you're a personal trainer, gym instructor, circuit instructor, spin instructor, ETM instructor, Aqua, Quick Kids, Yoga, Pilates, you name it It doesn't matter what, Volume comes down to how many times do I plan?
1: Yeah, nice. And also, how many do you have to deal with at any one point? If you're a brand new instructor, brand new PT, I'm going to guess you probably don't have tons and tons of clients. So you might be doing this part-time alongside um, your existing Mm -hmm. job. You might be doing this so that you're trying to get going full-time, but still you've only got a few clients. So in as in reality, you probably don't have that much volume of, cl- of planning to do. So there's not that much to o- get overwhelmed about, which becomes this, this mindset issue that it sounds overwhelming, but really you've only got three or five clients to prepare for anyway.
0: One thing I hear an awful lot is I don't want to hurt my client. I don't want to break my mm. client. I don't want it to be too easy or too hard. And so we use those, um, um, limiting self-belief stories um, to to stop us from taking action and planning something i remember doing feels like i've talked a lot about me (laughs) Me, 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 me. (laughs) i'm gonna say it anyway something i used to do an awful lot um back in when i first started was make up hypothetical plans so, I used to say to Hayley, um, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. I used to ask <laughs> Hayley to give me a, like a hypothetical case study or client. And I used to think and just jot down some notes of what I would do for them over a four week or an eight week or a 12 week plan. I wouldn't overthink it, just literally two or three minutes, and I'd try and push out a plan and that became the early repetition
1: i remember driving to our pt course when we were learning to be pts doing this backwards and forwards i would suggest a client like profile and he'd make up a plan and then neil would suggest one and i'd make up a plan and we'd done this for the whole four hour journey i still do this yeah it's repetition
0: it's repetition so rather than say wait for the volume or I've only got three clients at the moment. Or I've only got two clients at the moment. I, I don't feel that great at planning. I feel overwhelmed. Go and create some hypothetical case studies and think like, what would I do with a 35 year old guy that's super, super busy, but can only train twice a week. What could I do with a, a, um, a young mum that's 25 years old that, uh, has been given the sign off from a GP to go and train again 12 weeks after pregnancy.
1: Absolutely. What
0: would I do with a 30-year-old guy that's getting back into martial arts, jujitsu, and wants to develop his muscular strength?
1: And that will take care of the volume. So wherever you are, principle one is volume. Whether you've got a small amount, you need to design some extra ones, imagine them or get stuck into the volume you do have. And this leads really nicely into principle two. Principle two is about having a specific type of client. If you've got, Neil mentioned loads of different ones a minute ago, if you've got loads of different types of client, you're gonna feel overwhelmed. I'd feel overwhelmed if a really experienced bodybuilder came to me and said, can you improve my performance on stage, it's not my specialist. If a hockey player mm. came to me, i like, I don't know, I don't specialise in that.
0: So today, uh, we're on uh, day uh, three of our January sprints. So we have our fitness business Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Um, and we've got how many people are in the group? Mm,
1: 50?
0: Almost 50, 50, yeah. 50, 50 new fit pros inside the group, and they're on day three of the 28-day uh, fitness business Kickstarter, and today is all about the early stages of their avatar, their ideal client. And this helps them set themselves up for success. That was a bit of a mouthful because from a planning perspective, if you have one ideal client or two really max ideal clients, you've only ever got a plan for really one person because even if you have, uh, let's say 30 clients, but they're all the same type of client, then you, you, you've obviously got a plan individuality to that, but you know, the, the concepts, the, the, the training principles, that's the word I'm trying yeah. to get, the and training principles and the research behind that. So for example, uh, let's go back to a previous learner. She deals with menopause.
1: Yeah.
0: So she knows that majority of her, all of our clients are ladies. <laughs> she <laughs> they, knows the problems
1: they she face. She knows the problems.
0: She knows that they're somewhere in their 40s and early 50s. She knows so much about that client. She knows what to plan based upon their pain and their problem yeah. and knows how to kind of liberate them through training, nutrition, and mindset. Awesome. And so, yes, she's got to do lots of different plans for everybody, but she has a generic plan knowing what she's got to do for that person. So specificity okay. of a client type is crucial.
1: I think that dissolves overwhelm the most because you're not going, what if this person comes and asks me? What if this person And it asks also me?
0: positions you as the expert it positions you as the local expert because you then deal with, let's say you're, you're, you're dealing with menopause, you're, you're only dealing with ladies that are in menopause, so that when a guy comes along, you don't train guys. You need to go to this person. You need to go to this person and that really does position you as the expert. And If you look at any successful business, they are very clear on who they work with and they're very clear on who they don't work with and they're very confident saying, yes, I work with you and no, I don't work with you.
1: Awesome. Yes. And that's principle number two, specificity of the client, which flows really nicely into uh, principle number three, (laughs) which is about valuing the time that you spend on your planning. Now, Mm. we mentioned this at the beginning. I think this links with the specificity because if you're doing research about your client and you're doing research about that client type, let's say, for example, menopause, and you're doing lots of research in that area, you can value that research time and you can value then all the little planning of all of the different
0: variables. Who's more likely to get the goal? Two PTs. PT number Mm. one does no planning, no research, turns up, pay per hour, just does a session. PT number two does the research, they do the planning, they apply the research to the planning, uh, they turn up, they deliver very specific sessions to a very specific person. It's like, Uh, the guy at a taken i've got a very specific (laughs) set of skills i've got a
1: very specific set of skills
0: (laughs) (laughs) let's not even go down in person oh that was rubbish anyway (laughs) you get my point right i can't do that but but what would what would the client really want pt number one or number two. two
1: in fact i would pay more for number two
0: and now you're positioned as the expert they're more likely to go, I want that person. And that would explain why there's a gap in the PT market or the coaching market. If you look at, for example, James Boardman and the dad coach, why is it that he is accelerating off very, very specific with his ideal client and other people that are doing other things associated with dads aren't able to even come close to what he's delivering. Mm. why is it that a body coach or james smith or jamie alderson are able to accelerate off yeah. ultimately doing the same thing as a new fit pro yes anybody can do this
1: same outcome same thing same thing
0: but why are they accelerating off nice awesome. okay and that comes back to that point of factoring in the research for planning the positioning the specificity and the volume
1: and value that in your pricing yeah, absolutely.
0: Number four. Number
1: four is about the format that you choose. This often causes a huge amount of overwhelm. Where, do I use software? Do I use Word? Do I write it on the back of a fag packet? Probably not a <laughs> fag packet. Um, a test but, goes for
0: a seat will do. Um, but
1: it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. Do whatever makes you feel comfortable. If you're quite techie, you could hop onto a software thing. Um, if you want to, you could use Canva. It's a really I'm, good way I'm to do it I'm a very
0: techie person. Mm. And I
1: you use PowerPoint.: don't you? I
0: use PowerPoint.: I like PowerPoint I because you really, can put images really
1: You can list out what they've got to do.:
0: I always think about how do I keep the end user in mind? How nice. do I? And, and so for example, like you guys, you come on our courses, revision mastery or whatever, we're always thinking, how do I keep it so Goddamn, goddamn sim- simple. simple, keep it simple, stupid, keep it simple, structured, structured, so that you or the client actually get it. First time. There's no more guessing. It's pip squeaking. Easy. Pip squeaking.
1: what was the one you said at the beginning?
0: I don't know. Codswallop. No, no. I had that on an email earlier. <laughs> I don't know. You are on it. I'm on it. Um, All these other okay. non sweary so words Keep it really,
1: really simple as if you're writing it in Crayola crayons.
0: Wicked. I love that analogy. So
1: could a five year old write it not necessarily in content because your knowledge is much greater than that could
0: a five year old understand it so something my coach used to say an awful lot to me was um neil treat everybody as if they're stupid unless they prove you otherwise
1: (laughs) that's why you treat me like
0: that (laughs) and and i love this concept that's not to say that the client is stupid by any means but if i can deliver this information which is quite in-depth knowledge in-depth research in-depth planning in a really concise. Easy to follow format, yeah. Then there's no uh deletion of words, there's awesome. no, I've not generalized anything, I've not distorted anything. And that comes to I touched there's, on there's a little no bit of NLP though, I've made no assumptions, I've just made it super super clear. So, can you deliver this, um, for in a format that is so super simple? And do you know what? For me, it was always PowerPoint, it was just a list of exercises in order, do this. For this number of sets, reps, rest, tempo, blah.
1: And you could easily adapt that each week as needed and change the exercise and stuff. What I do find sometimes software does is that it makes you focus on the funkiest, sexiest programming of exercises, not necessarily the overall periodization and variables, which we'll come on to in a moment. Um, Because at the
0: end of the day, the client could just do one exercise for 30 minutes and still get the same outcome.
1: Pretty much, yeah. In the
0: grand scheme of things, yeah. Like for same with food, the client could eat pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, providing my dear to uh, the, uh, calorie yeah, calorie deficit, deficit. calorie maintenance, or calorie surplus for the energy balance equation. In the grand scheme of things, I know yeah. I've made that quite crude, but
1: absolutely yeah it's about there focusing on what matters so let's go on to principle number five is this
0: is our fifth one and final this one? is the
1: final one of the principles oh, wow. and then we've got some action steps to look at as well so the third the final one is about knowing the adaptation you want your client to i thought you're gonna fist pump me
0: i can fist pump do you know what i love this because <laughs> we get to come back to the same topic of anatomy and physiology oh. you know when you go in the gym you or, or uh, your client doesn't matter go out for a run home-based workout in the park don't matter where it is you're not training exercises you're not going i'm going to go and do the lap pull down i'm training my back you're training for the physiolog and ana- get my words out you're training for the anatom get my anatomical. words out anatomical and physiological, and physiological. <laughs> and physiological thank you Haley. <laughs> response In that muscle towards a goal so I need to understand where's my client right now what's my current status and where do I need to go to and how long is that realistically going to take which comes back to smart goals yeah so we're opening up this big can of worms here And you only
1: know the intensity the variables of like reps and things like that unless you know what adaptation you're even looking for in the first place what is the
0: adaptation specific adaptation to an imposed demand I know we've mentioned this a lot on this podcast but It's true, right? I think we could
1: mention even more, to be honest, but yes. If
0: I don't know what I'm changing in the anatomy and in the physiology of the client, I'm literally guessing. I'm literally just doing a series of exercises. And yeah, the client might get a little bit faster, fitter, stronger, leaner, and meaner through just exercising, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get their goal. I was talking to a guy in a gym a couple of weeks ago. A few weeks back now, actually, and he uh, pulled me over and he asked me uh, something about the again. It was I think it was a lap pull down or seated row, and I asked him how long he'd been doing his plan, and he'd been doing his plan for three years. He hadn't changed it. Fair play to this guy, had, you know, tip my hat because he'd done the same plan for two, three times a week for three years. Wow! But realizing he wasn't actually getting... almost like a
1: thousand times
0: quite ridiculous, but he wasn't actually didn't get his goal.
1: Mm-hmm. He was actually I
0: quite open and said, you know, how frustrated he was and that comes down to it doesn't, it's not about the exercise. No, it's about the physiological and anatomical adaptation brought about by exercise, by training,
1: and that's we what we go. need to focus on. So let's recap those five principles and then we'll bring all this into a few real clear action steps. We action. can follow those five principles were number one, volume, volume. number two, specificity, specificity and having an ideal,
0: ideal client avatar. Who are they? What do they do? You name it. We can, number we three. do a podcast on that. Maybe a fit procession just on ideal client.
1: Yep. Number three, factor in the planning and value that time. Number four was about format. It doesn't matter. Just use Crayola crayons. And number five was about knowing the physiological adaptation you want to see.
0: So uh, action point.
1: Yeah, the action points we want to roll into is something that we really promote when we teach our PT courses, when we do coaching confidence workshop days. We really look at how. We when is sh- our
0: next coaching
1: confidence? March, April, cool. something like that. Oh, there we go. Um, so, <laughs> so when we're um, structuring everything together, it basically means that you are focusing on the right things at the right time. Now, we suggest you start. First of all, with the end in mind. So you need to know what the client's goal is and what measurement they want to achieve. So measurement is the first thing. Really, really important.
0: Imagine, I live in Plymouth. We live in Plymouth and our academy uh, training classroom is up in Milton Keynes. Imagine if I didn't know that that was the end outcome to get to Milton Keynes and I just got in the car and I just drove and I was like, is this for training venue? No. Is this for training venue? No. Is this for training venue? No. Like, of course, you're never going to reach your destination. So you've got to know the end outcome before you even start.
1: Before you even start planning, before you think about anything else, know the end outcome, which comes from measuring and talking to your client. And then you want to go for some big variables. The big variables are fit, frequency, Frequency, intensity, type, and time. And time. So frequency, intensity, time, and type are basically the big four. And you want to know, you want to focus on these and how you adapt them over each week so that you can show progression
0: so frequency how many times does my client train per week Ooh. that might be you know the golden number i believe is a minimum of three times per week and that hits all kind of acsm guidelines for for fit yeah okay so Three times a week, you, your client might only train with you once, but you still have to plan the other two. You can't just do like one PT session and go, "Hey, uh, Joe Blogs, go and do the other two on your own," or go and do this make session, it as you make go. it up, or go and do this spin class and this body attack class. It's, it's not good enough to get the goal. So you've got to plan all three, even though they're only with you for one. That's why we said about value in planning more because. You've got to plan for sessions that you're not even going to be there. And that's why you've got to be able to write it in Crayola crayons.
1: Perfect. And cool. then after frequency, you had intensity. Intensity all links to that physiological adaptation. You can only know what intensity to choose if you know they're after weight loss or endurance or hypertrophy or you strength. You only
0: get that by knowing exactly where they are now. So doing some cardiovascular testing, some resistance-based testing, some range of movement flexibility testing, some um, objective and subjective some questionnaires subjective questionnaires and objective measurements like height weight bmi waist hip circumference body circumferences fat calipers whatever it might be and then i know what
1: they can do now i know what
0: they can do now i can can plan my first session now i can think about intensity yeah and intensity is not just you know um say i'm gonna do 12 rm but also what training systems am I going to use? Are they a beginner, intermediate, advanced? Uh, do they have no training age? Have they not been in the gym for 20 years or have they been training for six months? What's their training age? And now I can think, right, are they going to do single sets, basic sets, circuits, PHA, uh, DeLorme giant, and sets. Kicks, giant sets, tri-sets, super supersets, pre-exhaust, post-exhaust, <laughs> eccentric. You get the gist. So that's where your level three um, training systems come into play within intensity.
1: Yes. Next one's really important as well. Time. So time that you choose and the timings of the session are still coming under this variable. Is it a forty-minute session? Is it an hour session? Is it a twenty-minute session? I think mean,
0: we need to drop the fact that people are paying for. Oh, you know,
1: they're paying me for an hour. They're paying
0: for me. I mean, they're not paying you for an hour. They're paying you for a result and they're paying oh. you for a session. So repeat. So I remember. Oh, say that again. They're, they're paying you for a result not a session is that what I say yeah they're not so paying you for an hour an hour they're paying you for a result I, like my my pt session last night was i think 35 40 minutes max
1: it's fine as long as they get the result and and actually sometimes better yeah less because we
0: get less is more because actually we hit the and anatom- i can't even get my words out the anatomical and physiological demands of that session and there were really high demands and so the client's kind of fuel tank was spent after 25-30 minutes in the grand scheme of things. Perfect. So there's no point in me pushing for the hour because the client just wouldn't be able to do that. Then that's knowing the client's goal, that's knowing the client's current physiological anatomical status, and going, well, they're paying for a result, not my time.
1: Absolutely. Not
0: not an hour.
1: And then once you know that time frame, let's say in week one it could be 20 minutes, and in week two, it could be 25 minutes and how it progresses. Then you can break down your timings of your session. So once you extract the warm up, say that's 10 minutes, and you extract the cool down, and that's five minutes, what are you left with in the main body? Okay, so let's say we've got a 50
0: minute with. session, we do 10 minutes warm up, 10 minutes cool down, I'm left with 30 minutes. Okay, so 10 minutes. Warm up, ten minutes. Cool down. That's twenty minutes. I don't know why. I oh, Haley's out. looking I'm at like... me. For those of you on listening, like, <laughs> Haley's looking at me like, "Yes, I believe that's <laughs> right." Why can't I do fifty
1: minus twenty? <laughs> oh my
0: god, thirty minutes. So, what can I do in thirty minutes? What training systems in? Excuse me, intensity drops inside thirty minutes. Perfect. If my client is got, you know, I don't know. Let's say late beginner, early intermediate, and we're in, let's just say, trisets and supersets. How many, and we're doing a whole body approach, how many sets or exercises within a tricep and superset can I do? Am I doing say triceps on two on legs, one on a push upper body, one on a pull upper body, one on shoulders, one on arms? That's five trisets. And I'm going to do that twice through. So that's 10 sets all told of free exercise. Three
1: exercise. That's 30 exercises.
0: That's 30 exercises. exercises. And then I've got to fit in some supersets in there. And you well, actually, I'm well over my 30 minutes now. So what ones am I going to take out and how am I going to put them back in? So this is where we come back to volume, which is our first point today. Is so you've got to practice planning. Yeah. You can't just assume you're going to get it right first time. so have some
1: contingency in that have your do the most important parts of the plan first and then know that you have kind of got extra things you can put in if you need to but for your first view i like to But you get it spot on every time (laughs) now
0: i like to plan it really simple i just go right what what must i do in this session and ideally try and get them into compound moves because compound or multi-joint moves get biggest bang for my buck. And the reality is my client's only with me for one or two sessions a week out of 168 hours. So I want to get the, the highest risk exercises out of the way and done under my supervision. Then I go down to isolation. Then I go down to... Um, any my, extra a, a, accessory. Any, any accessory work that I need to do. But really, if I just look at it, warm up, Compound moves, isolation, accessory, cool down. Perfect. And I try and make sure that the client performs the highest risk exercises with me as opposed to on their own.
1: Perfect. And that's your timings. And I think we've overlapped into type quite a lot as well. So frequency, intensity, time and type. Type is now your exercises. Notice how this is last. Last.
0: Last.
1: You start with frequency, (laughs) you look at intensity, you look at time, you don't consider exercises until you've nailed the rest of it. And the exercises. You know why I are most think, irrelevant? I mean, and
0: this is only my opinion, um, and your opinion but I'm, but is valid. I'm, a, I'm allowed one. Yeah, um, <laughs> is I think a lot of people get hung up on exercises because the likelihood is you've got into this industry because you've had your own radical transformation. Maybe you dropped a, a lot of weight. Maybe you rebounded back into a really wicked place after having kids. Maybe it liberated your lifestyle, having had really you know high stress at work. I don't know. Maybe you got on stage. Uh, maybe you got the beach body. I don't know. Done a running event. Done a running event. Had a marathon. But you, you've done something whereby you've done a, a number of exercises that have helped put you in this transfermatory... I don't know. Is that even the word? Transformation <laughs> place. Get my word out. And, and you had a transformation. Yeah, and you feel great. And so we, overall, your belief or your story is that training is about exercises. And it's got to be about funky, sexy, progressed exercises and always looking for a new golden exercise for the best exercise for the most fun exercise when reality is as a trainer as a coach it's the last thing to get programmed in yeah because if i know where the client starts and i start about ten thousand foot view and i look at it like a funnel mm. for those of you who are watching on youtube you'll see my hands are like this you know imagine V-shaped. a v-shape imagine a, a funnel in a, in a kitchen um that you you, you know what, is that what it's in called?
1: A kitchen yeah Yep. we're in a factory
0: we're or in a factory uh, but it's funnel and at the top is you know ten thousand foot down and the last thing to get programmed in is 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 exercises mm. you've got goals you've got measurements you've got measure you've got current status yada yada yeah, yada all the frequency way down intensity to pre- time and then type there we go oh, oh. The
1: smallest chunk small, exactly
0: and and in the, the grand scheme of things the same old exercises come out time and time again because if you get everything else right and in, in the funnel, the Don't client they see the,
1: adaptation. See the adaptation. adaptation,
0: the client will enjoy it because the client's there for the result.
1: And actually that takes a lot of pressure out of your planning. Because now the reason you felt stressed and overwhelmed about all your planning was because you thought you had totally different new exercises every single time. But if your structure stays consistent throughout. You don't have Mm. to think about lots of new exercises. You just have to be consistent with your planning and your big overview and make it appropriate for the goal. Winner.
0: Winner, chicken dinner.
1: Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So I would say that actually if you apply all those five principles and those action steps that we just ran through, you would have everything you need to be able to plan with simplicity and structure and not have a chore so that you can avoid overwhelm and self-doubt when planning workouts for pt
0: and i'll end on 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 one final thing that is the ending in fact if i end it would be the final thing it would be (laughs) overwhelm is just a feeling as is self-doubt uh it comes and goes as quick as excitement and joy okay so the question is is when you think about planning are you overwhelmed and self-doubt about planning or are you overwhelmed and in self-doubt about something else that you were thinking about two minutes ago Mm. that is one consideration the next thing would be that uh the more you do overwhelm and self-doubt as an emotional feeling can disappear very quickly yeah okay and final point final 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 point is overwhelm and self-doubt aren't a bad thing they're this barometer or thermostat that says that's how i'm feeling right Mm. now and that's okay yeah you know why don't we what just because we perceive um excitement and joy as a good thing why don't we have this conversation of how to avoid excitement and and joy when planning we don't have that as because that would be the antagonist everything works in pairs yeah light and dark yin and yang everything muscles biceps triceps everything on this planet really works in pairs for every opposite there's a uh Whatever, yeah, (laughs) for for every action as a reaction, there we go. Okay, if I I rephrase this and says, How to avoid joy and excitement when planning workouts for personal training clients, you'd think, Hold on a minute, guys, hold on a minute, Neil, hold on a minute, Haley, what the hell are you talking about? Why do I want to avoid this? So, actually, experiencing overwhelm and self doubt is actually a really beautiful thing, it's actually a really nice thing to experience because what this is telling you is you need to go away and do a little bit more research a little bit more planning a little bit more repetition a little bit more volume it's just emotional feedback isn't it it's giving you an emotional feedback to say maybe i'm not i haven't got an ideal client at the moment or and maybe i'm not and...
1: doing this the best way i can do
0: and now you can apply our principles yeah maybe maybe i'm i've not been applying fit and actually this this overwhelm is actually telling me to go and Learn more about Fit Principle. So you listen to this podcast. There we go. So, <laughs> so don't see overwhelm yourself. That was a bad thing because it really isn't. It's just an emotion. It's just an emotion and it comes and goes as quick as excitement and joy. There we go. So with that said, uh, drop a comment below. Let us yeah. know uh, you, you've enjoyed this one. Leave us a five-star review. It does help us... Put Push this fit pro sessions up the podcast ranking, which is doing pretty well at the moment.
1: Yeah, and I know we've got a lot of you guys are already fit pros, already working with PT clients. So put in your opinions in the comments as well about what you have found has really helped you with planning mm. for your PT clients and for their workouts. And if you're, I really cherish your response. If, yeah,
0: and if you're not in our parallel coaching Facebook in a Circle, Follow the uh, link, which is just a fitness. Facebook group, but Perfect. as far as Facebook groups go, there's 1200 people in there all learners all new fit pros all people just like you it's really supportive actually Um, Lovely. and and it's just good fun in there you know um come and join us it'd be great to see you in there outside of that we will see you next time see you later bye hi i'm neil
1: bergman and i'm hayley bergman over the last 10 years we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence
0: we're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So
1: how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the FitPro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.